0: This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. As the cross country and fall running season concludes, it's time to get back to putting in the miles. Whether you're gearing up for an indoor track season, building your base mileage back up for next spring, or getting ready to put in some serious treadmill work this winter, you'll wanna make a stop at SDR. From top running brands like Hoka, Mizuno, Brooks, and so many more, you'll walk out of the shop with the shoe perfect for your foot. Be sure to attend either a Thursday night rhombus run or a Saturday morning group run from the shop, too. All of that's at Cedic Run, where life and running intersect. We're always interested in new sponsors for the podcast, so if you're looking for a new way to advertise, look no further than the Prairie Track and Field podcast. With thousands of downloads and listens, we offer a unique way to advertise. Either email us at prairietfpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message on our social media channels. This week on the podcast, we sat down with Bryn Hansen, the Class B girls cross country champion. If you listened last week, we had the other three individual cross champions on, so we wanted to make sure Bryn got a chance to talk about her recent state title too. We had a lot of fun getting to know Bryn, hearing about her training, her goals in the sport, and how she's preparing for her upcoming hockey season. Later in the episode, Cam and I break down the NSIC and Summit League meets while giving some shoutouts to North Dakota natives in a few more obscure conferences. We've got three more North Dakota schools, Dickinson State and Valley City in the NSAA, and Jamestown in the GPAC, who will be racing their conference meets this weekend. Cam and I want to say thank you for listening. October was a really good month for the podcast, with our most monthly downloads ever. We can't do this podcast without your support, so please follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook if you haven't already. Be sure to tell your friends too, as it seems reposting and word of mouth has brought us a ton of new listeners. In just the past few weeks enough about us though let's get started with episode 38 of the prairie track and field podcast Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Chalk and Field podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson.
1: And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail.
0: And today we're going to be bringing you some conference recaps and some conference previews coming up. But first, we are here with Class B Girl State Champ, Bryn Hansen. Bryn, how are you doing? Great. That's good. I'm going to let my dog in real quick. I can already hear her whining. Come on in, Delilah. Come on. Come inside. You want a treat? Do you want a treat? Oh, there we go. We'll have to cut that later, but...
1: No, Ryan, we're leaving all of that in. We're
0: leaving all of in. We need more dogs on the podcast, I think. Are you talking like DOG or DAWG, those kind of dogs? I think we... I mean, we get plenty of DAWGs.
1: We need more DOGs on the podcast.
0: <laughs> Let's get back to our state champ. <laughs> Bryn, you won a state title in the spring. You won the two-mile, and... Now you've won the cross-country title. So does it feel different this time? Were you expecting to win? Like, just talk us through a couple of weeks after. You know, it probably is maybe set in a bit more now, but tell us like a few days after you won versus now. Just how are you feeling?
2: I mean, yeah, I said before I was not drinking enough water. But afterwards, I I mean, I felt good. I wasn't like too, I guess, wore out or anything. I wasn't sore or, uh, I felt like I was really prepared to go into that race and do well.
1: Bryn, going into Friday and Saturday, you had uh, the advantage of already having won a, a state title in track, so you had a little bit of experience. But um, what was, what was like, your final preparation, like, going into, into the race on Friday?
2: Well, I just – I made sure to um, listen to my coaches on our last week of kind of um, tapering, so I made sure to um, not really – push myself too much and maybe cause myself to get exhausted or wear myself out because we had been kind of pushing herself and doing a lot more miles because our programs only started about two years ago. Um, so this is our only second year of cross countries. I mean, that's, we've grown a lot since then we've been doing a lot um, longer runs and different things like that. So I think that really helped me go into the race.
1: Brian, I heard uh, you were a Bison Cross Country Camp uh, attendee. Was there anything you learned at Cross Country Camp that you used uh, during your season or during the race?
2: Well, I guess I I met a lot of great people there. There was, I mean, Andrew Carlson, the coach. I'm so sad he moved away. But I I hope they have that next year again because I enjoyed it. And um, they had um, one of the older. I guess, graduates of the, um, NDSU that ran track also, she's becoming a dietitian. So she, uh, gave us some insight on what we should be eating. And I think that, um, helped me a little bit before the making sure I wasn't eating the wrong things before I went into the race.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to shake it up a little bit. So you're from, you race for the Deluxe Burlington co-op. Um, are you from Deluxe? Are you from Burlington? Are you out in the country somewhere in between? Which one do you consider more home?
2: Well, I guess it's not really a co-op for us. It's just kind of like all right there. So it's kind of all one thing. We co-op with Plaza and um, Berthold for track. So that's more of a co-op for us. So you don't really feel like, you just feel like Deluxe for if you're doing track, but um, cross country, I mean, we're kind of all, I live in like, my address says Burlington, but I'm probably closer to the Deluxe um, school than I am to the elementary school, which is in Burlington, so okay
0: sweet very cool and I think last week when we talked to our state champs we talked like superstitions do you have anything like you do before every race
2: I was kind of listening to the last one about your uh was it your one of the people on your team that put her socks in the microwave
0: yeah
2: (laughs) nothing like that um but I guess yeah I make sure that I get a lot of sleep because I go to bed way earlier than most people my age and yeah that's probably what make sure i get a lot of sleep
0: what time do you go to bed how many hours do you get a night probably 10 no way yeah so what time what time do you have to go to bed to get 10 hours
2: like 8 30
0: dang so we're like we got to get you out of here pretty quick
2: (laughs) well i mean i kind of push it sometimes and that makes my parents a little mad but yeah uh
1: you probably heard last uh Episode two, we uh, we talked about you know what what it, what do people do to treat themselves after uh, a big season? There's a lot of time and effort that goes into it. You said you haven't been drinking as much water as you normally have, but is there something positive that you've done to celebrate since the since the state meet? Probably not.
2: Probably. Not. Well, I guess I just. I didn't really do anything. It was right into hockey season. So I mean I didn't really have time to do anything else. I haven't been running, which I mean I kinda need to get at least a few runs in. But yeah, it just swings right into hockey season. So
1: So Brent, you I'm guessing you play hockey for Minot then?
2: Uh yeah. But I'm not on the high school team this year. Um just playing 15U because I played boys last year. Boys um Pee Wee. Hockey, so I'm uh, just kind of getting back with those girls that I'll be playing with all high school year. Just kind of get back with those girls.
1: Yeah. So you've played hockey your whole
0: your whole life then?
2: Mm-hmm. Since I was four years old.
0: Wow. wow. Do you play any other sports? Uh, or is it run running and hockey? Yep. That's really cool. Especially, I feel like you guys are like pretty far west. Like it's no. I mean, hockey is an east dominated sport for sure. So. Pretty cool that you've been playing for that long. That's awesome. So at the beginning of the season, Bryn, you know, you had some racing last year. A year before that was probably cut out with the pandemic a little bit. So, and I mean, we can't forget you're in eighth grade too. So you're still really, really young, but just like, what were your goals at the beginning of the season going into the fall after a summer of training what did you want to accomplish like maybe time-wise or like place-wise at state and then did you reach those goals
2: I guess I wouldn't really call it a season of training I mean I did not run that much at all during the summer other than that cross-country camp I had never run six miles before we had the farthest we had gone our first year of the cross country program was four miles nothing more than that but this year it's eight so it's doubled so mean, that was a big difference, but just going to that cross country camp um, made me realize how much I'm not really doing compared to other people. Um, what was the other thing?
1: Yeah, do you think you achieved all your goals?
2: Well, my goal going into the season was get to get top five, but kind of as we progressed, I kind of realized um, cause the first year I didn't really know what I was doing. You kind of have to kind of understand like the strategy and kind of what's going on with racing. But yeah, I think the um, first year really was my my learning curve, and then I was able to um, realize what I could really do and go into the season um, ready.
1: What is it about running that you like the
0: most, Bryn?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to run in college. <laughs> um, if, if you
0: had the if you had the choice between hockey and track or cross country, what would you choose? Hockey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Mhm. I guess I really like the views, cause like state was so pretty, and just like there's like a lake kind of there by James, by that um area. I guess it's the dam, but it's yeah, it was really pretty outside, and it was like the perfect weather.
1: How many people are on your team, Bryn? Cause I feel like for high schoolers, uh, like running is really, really hard. Wh- however, whatever amount you're doing, so a lot of times the things that are appealing to uh, new runners are doing it with their friends, with other people, um, getting to compete, or if they find success really early. Uh, so, what like what size team do you have, and is that a part that makes you keep coming back?
2: Well, we don't really have that much people in our school already, just for our numbers. But um, there's, I think there were seven girls this year, and we only had um five bar- vars- varsity boys go so i think but we have a lot more boys and girls i think we only had seven girls in total because we had no junior high coming from the seventh graders that came to the high school that year which was kind of sad but yeah we only had seven but um two of our girls are twins and they didn't compete last year because of covid and a lot of our season like our season was almost cut short because of covid like my parents decided to quarantine me just so i could Um, for what I worked, I worked for that season. I ran and did the practice plans like everybody else. And then we almost, one of our girls who is, um, really does well, she almost, she like barely, she got quarantined and then she like got out the day before state. So my parents didn't want, not want that to happen to me. So they um, decided to quarantine me. But yeah, there's not, not many people and I guess... I guess I get along with uh, older girls really well and I think that's a keeps me coming.
1: Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I really enjoy, I still enjoy about running is kind of like you were saying, just how many different uh, places you can see. I I think if you ever get to like travel anywhere, the best way to see a new city is to go for a run there. Um, So even if, You know, running might not be like your number one sport. There's a lot of things that are are really cool that you can um you can take from it and apply them to to your whole life outside of athletics too. Yeah, I've
2: met I've met a lot of people. I kind of forgot to add that. I met so many people, which probably yeah, you get to meet so many people across the state. And um, Macy Talbot, she came with me to the cross country camp and Emma Wheeling from Newtown also went and I've developed pretty close friendships with those two and I I there's there's so many people that are just great and kind to me, and and I'm so much younger than the rest of them. Macy's my age, but Emma's a junior this year, and and it's gonna be sad next year because two of our girls are graduating this year, so that's gonna cut our girls um, on our team again, and then um, Emma will be gone next year too.
0: Mhm. Yeah, there's there's just like something about the friendships that you make. Like that's hands down, I think what everybody says is the best part in the sport. Winning is great, and Competing is really great, but it's the relationships that last forever. Cam and I are realizing that you can't compete forever. We're, we're still trying, but those friendships do. Um, Brent, just going back, because we've kind of talked about it a lot, but um, what do you think, like, what advantage do you think hockey gives you? Like, what do you get from hockey that translates into running so well?
2: Nothing. <laughs> use way different muscles it's it's none of the thing same things my foot when when you turn um in hockey you're you have to like slant your foot different than when you because your foot just goes straight down when you run but you have to turn your foot slightly which i mean that's kind of gone over into my running so i'm a little bit turned on my feet which doesn't really help me that much <laughs>
1: I can I can vouch Brent so I played hockey until my junior year and I just started playing uh hockey with like my work again and I was in pretty good running shape when we started playing hockey and then the day after I skated I was like bent over my back was so sore there's uh yeah not not a ton of similarities but <laughs>
2: Nothing contributes, it's just like, exactly. As soon as I went to that first practice, I was just, I couldn't, because it's so different, because you're going and you have like a different type of endurance, because technically you're like sprinting for a whole minute um, in hockey, but in cross country, you're running for three miles, not for 19 minutes, so you pace yourself more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be playing hockey. Are you going to do anything to prepare for the upcoming track season? Like, will you still try to get in a few miles here and there? Do you do any dry land training hockey wise? Or what is this going to look like now until uh, March when you guys are going to start track season again?
2: Yeah, we do dry land for hockey, which, um, yeah, we do different things. And I know I need to lift more often which i think will help a little bit because i think it helped this season too because last year we didn't lift for cross country but this year we did so i think that helped a little bit and yeah i, I need to run this, this winter <laughs> i need to run time
0: on the class a side we saw jossie schiller from red river who went from being a state qualifier in like the four by one and the four by two and some of the shorter distance events to all the way to fourth place at the cross country meet and so she went from being a sprinter to going up in distance. Do you feel like you have the range? Like, could you go down and do the opposite? Cause now you're going to be training some of those different muscles and being more explosive. How fast of like an 800 can you run or a 400? And what's your favorite event on the track?
2: Uh, my favorite event. I really like the one mile. I like that it's fast, but it's still kind of a long distance race. I ran the 800 at state last year. Uh, I got, sixth, I think, but it was kind of, you're pooped after everything that you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think, yeah, one mile is my favorite, but uh, I did the 100 once because it was a JV um, junior high meet and I did it one time and I got like a 1404 or something. So, I mean, I think if I practice it a, a little more and worked on my blocks, I'm not good at blocks at all. I think I could do well at that and the 400 I think if I would have ran this more my dad wants me to go to the 400, um, for the 400 in state um, at some point and I think I can do that cuz I I ran it a couple times and the closest I got to qualifying was like 0104 I think and I also ran the 4x4 for our team
1: maybe maybe this will be the year of of flip flops the distance runners going to the sprint events and the sprinters going to the distance events i I always thought of myself as a fairly fast distance runner. Um, but I found out I've raced a couple people who I work with just like in the parking lot and I've lost both times. So I don't think I'm actually, I I would have been a terrible
0: sprinter is what I'm, I'm getting at. I don't have that. I don't have
1: the range. Oh,
0: so Bryn, like what are your goals for the future? Because you've got such a long way to go. Like, do you look at people in our sport? Like uh, we had Becky Wells on and she talked about all the titles she won and Laura Racer. Like, do you get wrapped up in that? Or do you just like take it day by day, like season by season? Like, are you all in on hockey right now? Are you starting to think to the future of what you can accomplish in this sport?
2: I guess I kind of been thinking ahead about track, but I just, I really don't want to get nervous because I know there's going to be a little pressure since I won the two mile last year. And I guess I didn't even think I was had a chance at winning. I was I had, like, the 11th best time or something. So I did not think I was going to win at all. Oh, we got, like, a emergency alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think – yeah, I don't think I, – I didn't have an, any idea that I was going to have any chance of going in and having a chance at winning it. So when I crossed that finish line, I was like, Ooh, I was like, okay. And that was kind of when I realized I could do – I could do more things and I could uh, push myself more than I had been. And I know, um, Eleni, she, she has really good times and I hope I can someday get to that too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cam, what advice would you have like to anybody that deals with nerves and struggles with like, and not maybe even struggles the right word, but when nerves come into the factory and you start psyching yourself out, like what would you tell those people? Cause you're a pretty experienced guy.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, you're dissing me, Ryan. You're saying I'm a pretty, I'm pretty experienced at being like a nervous wreck,
0: which Uh, I I didn't, I didn't really mean that, but if you're taking it that way, (laughs) it's
1: true. It's true. So my high, I mean, my high school coach always told me, he said, if you're nervous before a race, that means you care. Mm -hmm. So, um, just to, when you do get nervous to kind of like accept it as like, Part of the race, you know, like when you get to a difficult part physically in the race, you train to handle that. So nerves before a race, it you know, it's the same thing um, to almost expect it and then just not think not think too much about it. Uh, I would get too like wrapped up in how I was feeling that I would just let it kind of let my emotions rule how my physical performance was so just as steady as you can uh yeah I guess that's that's what I would say
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like when you're competing like if you just go out there and you just think about competing the best you can like the fast times always come that's like what I always think about too so yeah so oh sorry go for it Bryn.
2: not sorry it's okay my, my dad says the same thing as that he always tells me that. And before the cross country race started, I was just like trying to like just calm down as a, and as soon as the gun went off, I was gonna be fine.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cross country and distance running is is so different than other sports. Cause yeah, I mean you you probably know this in hockey. Before a hockey game, everybody's turning the music up you're trying to get super excited somebody gives a big speech you know and everybody's screaming and then you sprint out of the tunnel and stuff and if i ever tried to do that in hockey or in, a, in cross country i would burn all of my energy before so i i started like listening to to like classical music before races just to like relax and not get too too hyped up because then i had burned all my energy before the race so uh Bryn uh as we've said I mean eighth grader you've pretty much experienced you know every level in in North Dakota you know you've won the track championship you've won the cross championship um what is some advice that you would give to somebody who's thinking about joining cross country um and why why should they give distance running a try
0: This is like your sales pitch right now to get more girls out at your school. Grow the deluxe team, yeah. yeah, Yes, like what are what are you telling these girls to get them out for the team next year?
2: I've tried so hard to get so many people to join. They just they think so many people say, oh, so hard. People people say, oh, they're gonna die. It's Just they just can't do it. But really, they've never tried. They've never gone out and realized what they can actually do. And I'm I'm glad I was able to do that myself and just, I mean, figure figure it out for myself, not um, let other people's opinions and other um, things that they say rule what I think and what I wanna do. So I think that's a that played a big part in I feel like what a lot of people made decisions play volleyball or do golf. So I think, yeah, just do what you would wanna do, stay true to yourself and make sure that you listen to your coach's plans and you trust them because uh, we had uh, one of our coaches, I really, I made sure I didn't want to burn out at the end. I was always just kind of sticking with that person till the very end and then kicking at the end. But um, you just kind of got to listen to your coaches. She she told me at regionals that at the 800, I was to go, to go. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it, but I I just listened and it worked out okay. I was dead at the end, but it worked out for me fine. And If I wouldn't have kicked till the last 100, I would have lost. So just really listen to your coaches and make sure you're following what they say.
0: Yeah, such good advice. Very good advice. Bryn, it has been a pleasure having you on. And we can't forget our best question that we had last episode where I feel like we really got to know everybody a little bit more. Do you have any favorite professional runners?
2: Uh, that's a really hard question. Um, well, Maddie Van Beek, she was also at the cross country, um, camp and yeah, she, she works at the store where I got my first pair of spikes. I didn't know her before and I didn't realize who it was, but then when I was signing up for the cross country camp, um, it was a picture of her in the screen. I was like, Hey, she looks familiar. And I was like, Oh, that's who that is. And yeah, it was great to get to know her, and she's really nice. And then when we went back after that cross country camp with Maisie, and we tried to pick out spikes, and yeah, she's just so nice. And Annika, you guys were talking about her. She's really nice, and she has amazing times. I don't know if I can ever get to that, but yeah, she she's another person. And Andrew, he he's really funny, and he makes he makes running fun.
1: Yeah, those are all. I those are all great people to look up to and you know they're from from the area so that's
0: even cooler
2: and my mom can't forget my mom
0: yeah what I was gonna ask where are your parents runners
2: uh my mom was dad nope never he would he didn't even do track he just he, did, he was a baseball boy but my mom she does she still does marathons she she's like hey don't tell them that I'm fast though and I was like well uh, i guess but she she enjoys it she she doesn't have to be the best to want to go out there and train and she she'll find time to run no matter what so that makes me look up to her a lot
0: that's awesome that's awesome that's i do have one more question i thought of one more so cam asked you earlier. like if you did anything to celebrate afterwards maybe you stayed up until nine we're not sure but um at school, did they do anything for you at school? Because we talked to Elaney, and she got to ride on a fire truck or do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought
2: that did was you... pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, did you get anything cool at school?
2: Um, well, they put up a poster, but made them take it down because I didn't really want that recognition. I guess because, yeah, I just I don't like it when they single me out. I guess. And there was a big poster, and it said like um like good job cross country and it said all of our names but mine was bigger than the rest of them and said like state champ which I understand but I guess it just didn't make me feel the best but there was like streamers everywhere and there was um shoes hanging up on the ceiling not actual shoes paper shoes
0: oh, okay <laughs> but I don't know that's still really really cool and pretty awesome how humble you are about it Bryn <laughs> It is 8.15. You got to be in bed in 15 minutes. So we will let you go, but we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. And we're very stoked to have finally got to meet you. And hopefully we'll have you back on sometime in the future.
2: Well, yeah. Thanks, Bryn.
0: Good luck with the hockey season. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
2: Good night.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Man, great interview with Bryn so great to see just a young athlete doing such big things in the sport and we're going to really look out for her in the future but I loved how she just said she's kind of taking it slow she's not really too focused and getting too caught up on the big things but just getting ready for hockey season
1: yeah that's I mean distance running takes so much balance uh and knowing when to go hard and when to just back off and not think about it for a little bit so um Excited to have have gotten to meet her and another hockey player distance runner, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see her uh, come track season.
0: Yeah, I know in the past we've had people message us talking about we should do an episode on pressure and like preparing for a meet and stuff, and we might have to do one of those. That might be a topic that we'll have to cover once cross country season winds down. We have such a big gap between cross and track in the spring.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Should we just go over some conference meets quick? We've had quite a few that have already happened, and we've got a couple more for North Dakota institutions that are coming up. So, uh, Camp, can you get us started on some NSIC men? That one already took place a couple weekends ago, but tell us what happened in the Northern Sun.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you're not familiar, in the NSIC, uh, the North Dakota schools that we are keeping track of uh, would be Minot State. And University of Mary, uh, the NSIC has plenty of other regional teams, uh, MSUM, Moorhead, uh, Northern State, uh, Minnesota, Duluth, Augustana, Sioux Falls. So so it's really a good, uh, a really kind of regional conference. Um, but on the men's side, uh, Minot State, we've seen them climb in the ranks. They got seventh as a team, uh, led by none other than Jacob Jensen. He finished... In 10th place With I believe a new D2 era school record Uh, He just keeps PRing Only a sophomore uh, And you know the future Is looking bright for Minot State And for Jacob Jensen Uh, Mm -hmm. For Umary They got second place runner up in the meet Um, Augustana Won the meet really Dominated Uh, Umary gave it a you know, their, their best shot, but just wasn't quite enough on the day. Um, a couple other notable North Dakota athletes who finished uh, pretty high individually. We set Jacob Jensen in 10th. Uh, Robert White who runs for UMary, Mary was 24th. Um, let's see. Uh, McCade Shumway who runs for the university of Sioux Falls. Uh, he was 31st uh, and drew Mears from West Fargo, who runs for MSU and Moorhead, was 34th. So uh, good, good showing from the North Dakota kids at the NSIC championships.
0: Yeah, I love the NSIC. Like you said, a lot of good regional schools in there. And if you're familiar with the NSIC, you know that Augustana always puts up a really good fight and usually comes out on top. They did perfect score the men's side, and they just about did it on the women's side. Lindsay Cunningham from Winona State won the meet, but otherwise Augustana went second through sixth. But on the women's side, great finishes from North Dakota schools. You, Mary took second place as a team, and Minot State took eighth place as a team. And we've really seen Coach Delmonico grow that program, and we're so excited to see how they've been trending. You mentioned Jacob Jensen, but quite a few other athletes getting it done. Notable North Dakota performances um, for North Dakota natives. We had Lacey Feist take 17th for you, Mary. She's a senior. We also had Taylor Hestekin. She took 13th for you, Mary. Those were you, Mary's second and third runners. We also had Peyton Lane, Fargo davy product, going to MSU Moorhead, took 35th. So great jobs to you, Mary, and Minot State. Excellent. We're going to see them racing at the Central Region Cross Country Championship coming up That's going to take place in Joplin, Missouri this weekend. So good luck to the Beavers and good luck to the Marauders. Going to get into a few more obscure conferences here. We had the RMAC, the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference with Tim Dunham, the Grand Forks native, Red River product, started his career at UND and found his way down to the South Dakota School of Mines. He's been getting it done for the Hard Rockers. He took 25th. At the RMAC cross Country Championships, and that's a really, really tough conference. In fact, that probably is the best conference in Division Two, always dominated by Powerhouse, uh, Adams State and Colorado School of Mines. So shout out to you, Tim. Excellent work.
1: yeah that that conference is no joke, so to to place twenty fifth there that that's really impressive. Uh, another obscure conference, uh, maybe not so obscure. Of a conference for those living in Minnesota or in the Red River Valley, uh, the Mayak D3 uh, for representing the Concordia Cobbers, Munir Isahak uh, came away with the Mayak Championship. Munir, let go! A graduate of Fargo South High, um, ran out of his mind. I've been I've been able to train with and and coach Munir this fall a little bit, and he's one of the most humble, one of the hardest working guys. I know um, you might've seen our little interview we had with him on the Instagram page, zero state titles, but he's a conference champ now. So congrats to Munir. you uh, love to see it.
0: Yeah. Kid's got a great story. And like Cam said, we've got incredible interview with him that Cam captured post-race. So if you haven't seen that yet, check it out on our Facebook page or the Instagram page. I'm just going to give a quick rundown of some other conference championships that took place this past weekend. In the Southern Conference, we saw Megan Ford come away with a 10th place finish. She ran 1852 for 5K. She was named to the all-freshman team for the Southern Conference. She earned second team all-conference honors. And she in the run Furman, that's their Instagram handle, but she and the Furman girls ended up with the team title. They're going to go race in the Southeast Regional on November 6th. So good luck to them. And they are ranked pretty high in that conference. So hopefully come away with a crack at the national championship. Yeah. Otherwise, we had the Summit League. Uh, a couple notable performances here. Mason Kindle, the Bismarck Century product, freshman at North Dakota State, took 12th. That earned him the newcomer of the championships award along with a second team all-conference honor. Fellow North Dakotan Jake Arison, Grand Forks native, also a Red River product, joined Mason Kindle on that all-conference team. And NDSU finished third. UND men, I thought they were going to finish a little bit higher, but they ended up in fifth place as a team. Women's side was super close. NDSU's women's team kind of had an up and down season all year, but Came just one point short of the team title. Heartbreaking, but some great individual performances. Kelby Anderson, Bismarck native, senior this year. She ran twenty one eleven for 6K. That gave her the runner-up finish individually. Um, and Kaylee Peterson for the Jackrabbits, on the winning side, was SDSU's number two runner. She placed fourth. And then UND's Mackenzie Burian, Fargo Davies product, earned second team all conference honors with a 14th place finish and yeah we love love the summit league love to see it so great job there they're going to be racing in iowa city for the midwest regional so good luck to them yeah that should be a good one
1: to watch obviously NDSU women uh looking for a little bit of vengeance and uh kelby anderson has been looking better and better every single race Mm -hmm. Uh, so who knows what her you know potential could be she's been the first one out at nationals uh, two years in a row or the last two years something like that Um, so would would love it she would love it I know she would if she could uh, finally get a national qualifier and she's trending up Uh, just has to go out and run the best you can on, on the day and see how the, the chips lie. So um, yeah, that, that'll be one, one to watch uh, a couple other conference meets that are coming up this weekend, the university of Jamestown, they will be competing in the Pack championships in Orange city, Iowa on November 6th. So good luck to the Jimmies and then Valley city state, And Dickinson State will be headed to Bellevue, Nebraska to participate in the North Star Athletic Association Cross-Country Championships. That is a mouthful. So good luck to Dickinson State and Valley City State uh, at their conference championships.
0: Go Blue Hawks. Go Vikings. And Jimmys. you You already said that so
1: oh okay i just didn't want anybody to feel left out
0: (laughs) yeah it's gonna be another great weekend of racing with regions for some of our d2 and d1 teams and with some of our conference meets for some of our naia schools so we're really looking forward to that but in the meantime high schoolers getting ready for nxr um or the newly named east bay championships previously known as the locker And otherwise, we're kind of winding down for the season. So, Cam, any parting words for this episode?
1: It's been great to cover the cross-country season. Sad that it's coming to a close, uh, but we're excited to get back and put out some interviews, kind of like we have in the past, hopefully. and, And then we'll just get ready for track season.
0: Dude, there's one other thing that I can't believe we almost didn't cover. But earlier this week, we put out a poll, which one of oh, us could eat a dozen donuts faster? And the most important thing, dude, the people went nuts for you, man. They thought you'd crush me in a donut eating contest.
1: What was the final? I missed. I didn't see the final result. But what was the final result,
0: dude? To be honest, I didn't see it either. But at one point, I saw you were up like seventy percent to thirty percent. Seventy to thirty. Oh dude, people, man, people believe in you, but who? fess up who would win well see when like when you when you sent that to me
1: i was like oh that's so easy ryan would win ryan's like got a way bigger appetite than me you know we probably like donuts equally the same but i'm just slow you're you got the fast twitch i think fast twitch muscles and running translate to eating too right so i was like it's not even gonna be close but we got, we got a couple of like messages too that were saying like a distance runner appetite and donuts, this man can't be stopped. You know, it's like <laughs> stuff like that, you know? And I mean, I've chowed down on a donut or two after a long run for sure. But a dozen, man, that's it's a lot of donuts, man.
0: What, here's, here's what the people maybe don't know. So instead of filling out a March Madness bracket this year, my wife and I, filled out a donut madness bracket we found the 16 best donut places in Des Moines and we pitted them one against the other bracket style and I had so many donuts between the months of March it spilled into April a little bit but dude donuts are my jam in fact we were talking about getting donuts tomorrow morning so i yeah. trust you 100% I see, Ryan. I
1: don't know if you would crush me. I think you have the advantage, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's still be realistic. I'd put up a good fight.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to be in Fargo next weekend. So are we doing it? Goodness.
1: I think I'm out of town.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Hey,
1: so when we used to go get Sandy's donuts in Fargo, Hey, well, let me just say this first. Sandy's donuts. If you're listening uh, and you'd want to sponsor the podcast, we would love to have you. On as a part of our team, uh, when we used to go to Sandy's Donuts after church on Sundays, how many donuts would you usually get?
0: Two or three, but like mm. that was easy money. Right, right. What were like your go tos? Blueberry, love me a blueberry cake donut.
1: Just, just a round, a round regular blueberry donut.
0: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. That's all. I so mean. is
1: is that what we're like racing, like a dozen of those?
0: I think we'd have to do, like, glazed donuts. I think it'd have to be just normal glazed donuts.
1: Because when I – what I would get – I would usually get two, but I would get, like, a filled Long John and then, like – and then, like, a blueberry one or something. And I would get so – I get so weighed down by, like, those fancy ones. You know, the gourmet – the gourmet Mm -hmm. donuts. Yeah. I like those a lot better, but – that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, could I eat 12 long johns? There's no way. There's no way.
0: <laughs> we'll tell you what. If you are still listening, if you are somehow still <laughs> listening to this banter, yeah. congratulations. If you're still listening and you want to see this happen, watch out for another Instagram poll. We'll see. Maybe I'll just bring up a couple dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme and we'll we'll send it. Oh boy, I gotta start training. But <laughs> all right, speaking of sending it, we're gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not already followed us on Instagram or liked us on Facebook, please go do that. Tell your friends about us, repost our episodes. We can't do this without your support. In fact, we don't wanna do this. If we don't have any listeners. So keep helping us out. We are almost at 5,000 downloads. We are super stoked about that number. We had our record for most listens in a month with uh, October. So we hope to keep that going for November, but thank you again and have a great week of training. We'll see you next week.